Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. I was talking to you earlier about the Eskom comments because what is the problem that uh, that and and why has it not been solved uh, solved and I thought that uh, Moletzi Mbeki's comments that the problems have been with us since 2007 if money was actually the problem well then we would have found the money, right? Because we found it for all sorts of other things along the way, which means it's absolutely not about the money and uh, perhaps more about management. Maybe it's more about uh, the fact that it's been so tightly held. It, uh, we haven't allowed the, the, the private industry enterprise to enter the space until fairly recently. Joining us this morning, Moletzi Mbeki, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Great to be on your show. Great to chat to you. So it's, it's, it's obviously this, uh, this issue is one, as you said, that's been around since 2007. We know that around the world power stations are built in a lot less time than this. We could really have been well on our way. Is it a lack of willingness? Is it a lack of care or corruption? mismanagement, or all of the above? Well, actually, it's a bigger problem than the ones you have listed. It's a problem of of ownership. Who owns ESCOP? That is the fundamental problem. And it's a wrong owner. Uh, Not just ESCOP, but other state-owned enterprises like Transnet, the post office, SABC, the the the, the ANC government is a wrong owner of, so can, of productive. Does it mean owner or responsibility? No, but they own it. Right. So you're talking ownership the in the classical owns. in the classic sense. I just wanted to ask. I just wanted to clarify if you're talking about you know in business we say you know I own this space or this problem, but it's not you talking ownership as in the classic understanding of ownership. Sorry, carry on. I just wanted to clarify that. Said ownership. Right. Yes, the, the, gov- the ANC government in reality owns the asset. It inherited the asset from the, the National Party government. Mm. So it owns, so the, the crisis is, it is the wrong owner of the assets. That's where the problem is. So the asset needs a, a different type of owner from the, the present owner. It needs an owner who, who values it for, it for its production role rather than for its gravy train role. You see, the present owner values the state-owned assets as being gravy trains mm, for mm. themselves, not, not as production assets. That's point number one. Point number two, the present owners have never owned any commercial asset anyway. Mm, mm. So, so, so they, they don't know how commercial assets are run. They, they, they don't know how to run a commercial asset. So they make decisions about the asset, which they, they know nothing about, about how to, how to own and run it and a productive asset. That is, so it's a much deeper problem than management than finance, than corruption.
There's been talk, you know, over the years of breaking Eskom up and uh, and dividing it into different areas and creating more efficiency. Uh, it, we never know what's talk, uh, what is just uh, talk, what is uh, what is real intent. But would that have solved the problem? To some extent, had they done that before, or did they need to take the whole ownership and and move it into another space where it's run as a commercial enterprise? Yes, no. All this talk about will break up as ESCOM into generation, transmission, distribution. All this is it, it, it makes no difference because the same old. ANC government remains the owner. What, what, yeah. what should have been, what should be done is to privatize ESCO so so that the the new owners have a commercial imperative instead of a consumption imperative. You see, the ANC government is consumption driven; it's not production driven. And if you look at everything the ANC government does. It was, it's driving a consumption agenda. Look at the social welfare state mm. that we have. What is social grants? Social grants, instead of an agenda to create jobs, it's an agenda to consume. So, so, so the ANC government taxes the, the production commercial sector in order to, to drive consumption. So as long as it, it keeps it holds an asset. That asset will be used for consumption <laughs> instead but, of but, for production. But in fact, it's a very short term. Obviously, we know it's a short term view because we can see what's happened to the economy. But is there no recognition that the better the economy does, the more money there will be and the better everybody, including the ANC, even if they continue with their uh, consumption focus, the more money that's coming in and the better the economy is doing, well, the more there is for them as well as everybody else. Well, well that, that, that's the thinking of a rational person ah, that yes, you Mom's just saying. outlined. Right. <laughs> yes, <what> you, <laughs> but in the world of politicians, that's not how it works. So the, the politician thinks about being elected, and we have so many elections. First, they think about being elected into the ANC National Executive Committee. Then they think about being elected to the Metro. Then they think about being elected to the mm, provincial mm. government, to the municipality. So, and in their mind, the people who get, who elect them want to consume. They think that's all that the electorate wants is to consume. Do you think there's any form of recognition from within the ANC of just how poor a job they've done. Every now and then the president throws something out and, uh, you know, recognizes the the corruption and recognizes the, the very things that you're speaking about to a watered-down extent. But But is it... You know, it's one thing to just use the words, but there's another thing to introspect. And and when you're sitting in your own room or in a, in, in, in a closed area to say, guys, you know what, we really haven't done a great job at this. How can we do better? Do you think there is any intro, real introspection? No, I don't think there's any introspection. You see, the, the, it depends who 
we all don't understand who the ALC is trying to advance. That's true. In terms of its program, mm. the ANC, when it stands in front of the mirror in the bathroom, heavy before mm. a shower, mm. it says, I have done wonderfully. Really? Why have I done oh. wonderfully? Because I have built, <laughs> I have built up a black middle class. Right. Before I, before 1994, there was this tiny little middle class at some corner somewhere. Mm. oppressed mm. by the apartheid regime. Today, there are, I don't know how many millions uh, of the black middle class they are, quite a, several millions. So as far as the ANC is concerned, it's done incredibly well. It's built this black middle class. Now, for, for me, I query how they built the black middle mm. class. Mm. But that was not, it's not the, that was never their agenda. Their agenda was Go build black middle class, uh, and if you build a black middle class, you have succeeded, irrespective of how you build it. How they have built it has primarily been through affirmative action in the public sector. Now, that's not, in my book, that's not the optimal way to build a middle class of whatever color. It should be through the private sector. But, but the ANC said, no, that wasn't our assignment. Our assignment was build black middle class and we've chosen affirmative action in public sector and we've succeeded. The concern that I often speak about on the show is that we're seeing very, very much a V shape because uh, people that can afford private medical care get superb medical care. If people that can afford um, education are getting brilliant education and private security in their neighborhoods. Now we've even included electricity because people that can afford solar and, and alternative electricity supply will sit in the lights during load shedding while the rest of the country is in the dark. And so it's, it's, it's just the gap that the that we would have loved to have seen close is just getting worse and worse. Uh, you, do you really think that that when they look at the cold figures like that, uh, that there's no recognition of that, or is it, or is it that simply that they don't care? No, no they 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 recognise all the things that you're saying. The the, but because remember, these are government statistics anyway. Exactly. So, mm. so they get the statistics. It, it's not that they don't care. They think there is no alternative. You remember Mrs. Thatcher ca mm. came up with, with, with a famous saying that there is no alternative. Mm. Mm. In the eyes of the ANC, this gap that is emerging, well, there is no alternative to that gap. So they can go to bed with a clear conscience. Well, they think it's not a good thing, but... We have no alternative. Well, maybe more importantly than that is do you think that South Africans think there's an alternative? Because next year is potentially a very, very important year. But South Africans themselves have got to think that there's an alternative. Well, I, I think increasingly South Africans do think, you said they think that the NC is doing a bad job, mm. but they don't really see who else can do a, that's, a better that's job. That's a concern, yeah. That's the concern. Hmm. And, and because they don't really see who else can do a better job, they just stay at home instead of voting. 
and this and this is what has been keeping the ANC in power, is that people stay at home and and they don't vote. But of course, by not voting, you're voting for uh, the ANC. You're voting for a majority. <laughs> yes, you're voting exactly. for whoever the winner is. The do you think yeah. that the move of these coalition, uh, the coalition agreements, and the uh, because uh, you know is is moving in the right direction. Personally, I've been very concerned with, because of what we've seen in Johannesburg. If that's a uh, you know if that's any indication, uh, sort of a sort of a microcosm of of the of, of the greater picture, it didn't look like uh, the parties could work together. But we are starting to see a shift. But I'm interested in your view on that. Do you think that there's been a positive shift with the coalition parties? Yes, I I think the co- the the latest manifestation. Mm. I agree with you that at the local government election and at the metros, the coalitions have been an absolute disaster and they've been a mess. Yeah. But the, the latest effort by, by, uh, last weekend with, with the new multi-party charter, the, the former moonshot mm. pegs, I think it's a positive direct, Development. Personally, what I think the, 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 the moonshot pack should become, they should try and turn it into a party instead of a coalition. Because the problem we really have in South Africa is we have no political competition mm-hmm. for the ANC. We have a, a big party, which is the ANC, and then a multiplicity of small parties. So what the, the, the initiative, the new initiative, in my view, what they should try and aim to do is turn it into a party instead of a, of just a coalition of small parties. Actually, love that idea. Because mm-hmm. they don't really have different programs amongst themselves. They don't. And in they fact, and, and I chatted to, to John Steenhuisen and I asked him the question very pointedly is, do you think uh, that how, as, a, as a white person, whether we like it or not, it's a reality. And, and I might not, we want to live in a world where color is irrelevant and competency is the only thing. You know, morality, ethics and, and competence are the things that we look at. But, but, they, but it's not our world. It isn't our world. So if, if, if him standing, uh, within this area, the, within this group and insisting on being president, should it be successful, if that's going to cost the group, well, what does that mean to him? And his answer was, well, I, it was actually quite impressive in that he absolutely was comfortable that it, it probably wouldn't be him. And if that's the case, then what you're saying is absolutely right. Why not form one party, decide who the leadership of that party is, whoever whoever it is, as long as that person stands the best chance and fits those criteria, which is, you know, ethics, I think, ethics, morality, uh, good intention and competence, uh, then then I'd, 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 we probably do stand a significantly better chance because we know how unstable coalitions governments are. Those of us that follow Israel politics see this all the time where you've got the kingmaker, which can be the most uh, ridiculous uh, party, but they hold the greatest weight because they're holding it together. And that's quite dangerous. Yes, I agree with you. You see, that, that's why for me, I would encourage Stian Hazen, mm. uh, the, the FF Plus, yeah, SA, mm. you know, for them, to think of forming a party because we need a, a big
big party that can compete uh, against the ANC. As a coalition, well, they are not a party. If they, if they merge their parties and they form a big, if they merge that, then. Then it's a different story. Mm. Who, who, who is the leader? I think that's a secondary issue. Yeah. Frankly, I don't, I think there is a, it's not true that South Africa cannot have a white, a white president. We've had a white president in Zambia. There's been a white prime minister in Mauritius. So it's not true that that that, that is a, an important fact. It's not an important. If John, if the new party that they form considers that John Stephen Hazen is the best leader for, let him go ahead and and then the. the We'll mm. see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, just my, my view is why take the chance? Let's not find that out at yeah. the polls. So that would be, but a uh, fantastic conversation. And uh, I really appreciate you, you taking the time. Before I let you go, you've been very, very outspokenly critical for many years. Um, and, and at sometimes at a quite a real personal cost, I think, where, where it, it took a certain amount of, of a lot of courage to stand up against um, the the what was accepted as the as 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 being uh, very positive at the time are you are you seeing the, you know and sometimes it's got to look worse before it gets better because we need to have these conversations are you more positive today than you were back then when you started having these conversations or less so no no i i am I was positive that I knew it was going to be a big fight, uh, but but you know, I I have South Africans have been through many big fights, true. and we are still here. So so that didn't discourage me. I spent nearly thirty years in exile uh, because of the apartheid system, yeah. but in the end we got rid of it. Exactly. So so I, I I've never been discouraged. I'm always a I am optimistic, but I'm realistic as well. So one of the thing, if, if you are going to be critical of what the powers that be are doing, you better have independent economic <laughs> needs. Otherwise, Ain't that <laughs> the truth? Find yourself on the street corner begging. Absolutely, so, without so you solar. Have to do yeah. both things. Indeed. Yeah. Mollet Zimbeki, thank you. Political analyst, uh, great conversation.